Things happen to people differently and it's okay, it's okay. Hashtag facts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sharing our stories, our experiences. We are able to air our views. Mm-hmm. And we are not uh, editing anything. We really want to speak to, to, the girl. to the girls. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Chinyambuyu podcast. We are doing the sexual reproductive health and rights series. I have our expert, Dr. Lorraine. Hi, happy to be here. I'm Dr. Lorraine Muluka, obstetrician gynecologist, co-founder and CEO of Malaika, which is a platform where we support pregnant women digitally. And then we do have our in-house alumni, Dada. Hi, everyone. My name is Anne-Marie Amoni. I'm so glad to be here again, representing everyone who has no information or just a little <laughs> bit of information on the topics we'll be discussing in this season. I'm so excited to be here again. Thank you. Guys, now I've been on studio. <laughs> in studio. Contraception. <laughs> Contraception. <laughs> Let me just share my story, which is very dramatic. <laughs> yes, let's hear it. Which <laughs> is very dramatic. Coming from not using any contraception mm-hmm. and clearly engaging in sex and right. being worried every mm-hmm. month that, oh my God, I could be pregnant the and then finding out I'm not pregnant and then we do the same thing again <laughs> and again <laughs> mm-hmm. to the extent that it's become a habit. Mm-hmm. Like I know everything about safe days and everything but it still doesn't take away the worry for when your period like for mine is usually 25 days so if it veers off to 28 oh. I just three worry days like, of like, of constant, <laughs> like I'm yeah. working but I'm like oh my god mm-hmm. I, I could be pregnant and yeah. I'm those kind of people who want to get pregnant in my 30s okay yeah and so why do you think it is that you and maybe so many other people have not you know thought of getting a contraceptive getting a contraceptive for personally mm-hmm. I have fear of the hormonal contraceptives. Right. Because everyone says, oh my God, they'll do, they'll make you gain weight, they'll make you lose weight, right. they'll lower your libido, they'll do a lot of things. So that's my thing about hormonal contraceptives. Then I'm very, for the pill, like I couldn't, I couldn't take a pill every day mm-hmm. at a specific time. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And the other long term ones, um, the IUD, it's it's the pain because I hear lazima utaske uchungu and it's being inserted, mm. and then the, for the the one qual the the implant, I guess yeah. it's also the pain of being pricked. Yeah, pricked and yeah. then it's put in, and then also I have this fear of maybe they won't work. Maybe you're the one percent that it won't work it for. It's too much. <laughs> it's yeah. too much. And then also. There is where do you go, go and get the contraceptive from? Right. Um, saying that if you walk into a government clinic, they'll yeah. be like, "You are how old? Right. Yeah. Uh, why are you getting a contraceptive? Yeah. And okay, something else. My partner and I also discussed contraception, but then they were like, "We don't have sex often, though. So why are you going mm. to get contraception? Are you mm-hmm. cheating? Yeah. So that uh. whole thing, those all those factors have yeah. contributed to me not being on contraception. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And do they require you to go with a partner when you're going to get contraception? Mm-mm. Okay. Good no. questions, but it would be great to have your partner there. Yeah. Ah. Because I mean, what is contraception? Like mm-hmm. let's just start from there. Yeah. It's the deliberate delaying of pregnancy, basically yeah. preventing yourself from getting pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And so it begins with understanding um because you know you mentioned about the safe days. So it begins with understanding your cycle mm-hmm. because there's different types of contraceptives. And yeah. so that's where we start with the natural methods. And then we go into now what is not natural. Mm. So basically now whereby you're either using uh, something that's hormonal or non-hormonal. And typically your needs are different. And that's why we say, um, you know, you need to come in with your partner so that we understand your needs together. And you're mm. both in that space. Because in as much as your partner may say that we're not having sex every day, as in yeah. we meet on the weekend mm. or whatever, mm. you know, there's the fact that you are constantly in that cycle of uh, fear that yeah. I could get pregnant. Yeah. That means that you just need to take charge of it and like take away that mm. stress, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you don't even need to maybe... If you're going to use the natural method, then yes, you need to consult your phone or your app. That's <laughs> every is day. today okay. But I mean, if you're going to use one that doesn't require that, as in yeah. take away the inconvenience of it. But I mean, still in that space, um, there's also other methods of contraception that don't require anything that's hormonal yeah. or long-term or being input to your body like the condoms. And so for me, I'm quite interested mm-hmm. in, in hearing uh-huh. in the generation that's there right now. It's like this doesn't yeah. exist as a contraceptive no, uh, method and yet it is a contraceptive. Okay. As which actually does more than a contraception. Yeah. It also prevents you from STIs. getting STIs, STIs right? Yeah. I'll say this. It's very weird that for me, in our uni, there's condoms every in every bathroom. Every right? And they're stocked. <laughs> and they're stocked everywhere. But when you're having sex, you don't use condoms. Mm-hmm. It's because there's this whole myth of if you use a condom, you can't you can't eat the sweets. The sweet the yeah. ah. And there's also the thing of maybe the guy doesn't want to use a condom and you're afraid of, of saying, okay, let's use a condom because it, in, it will interrupt sex. Let's start from, it will interrupt the flow. The flow. Mm. And then now the, the person, if they are a narcissist or whatever, they'll be like, you think I'm sick, you know, yeah. there'll be that mm. you don't trust so me. So it's like associated with yeah, a disease with trust, status yeah, as opposed disease, to just yeah. pregnancy. But, but I agree, it's actually the best contraceptive out there. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, it is. I it mean, is. It, it, it works, it's uh, it works. effective. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, maybe just trying to bring it closer home, there's now also another thing that I've seen in the current generation, is a lot of use of the emergency pill yes. as well, because you yeah. know, it yes. is a contraceptive mm-hmm. of which is an emergency contraceptive. <laughs> People use it as yes. a normal so contraceptive. what I also don't see is why is there more acceptance of the emergency, emergency. contraception mm-hmm. vis-a-vis what is more traditional yeah. in the sense like contraception. And so maybe, um, yeah, there's lots of myths that are associated with this and it could be good to just like uh, mm. debunk some of those and... Mm explain um, what exactly is there in the contraceptives. Any myths you guys have had about contraception? I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the emergency pill, you can't use it twice in a year. I've had that. Um, so <laughs> so you use it at least once or if you do it too much. The, the limit is twice mm-hmm. in a year mm-hmm. because the, the effects are adverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've also heard about the UDV. IUD. IUD. Sorry, wow. It's very painful and it mm-hmm. will break in there. Right. Yeah. 
all those things I've, I've I've just listened to them from a distance and they said mm-hmm. no let me stay away from this <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll speak to her okay. first yeah. and then we go to yours yes. so the first one was about the emergency contraception yeah. and I mean that's always a thing like how frequently can I use it yes. so first it's called emergency because ideally it's an emergency like that's what you can't be having an emergency every week every, every month yes. that's, that's just not an emergency yes. right yeah. and the reason why it's you know advisable to not use it frequently mm-hmm. is that it's a very high dose of a hormone right mm-hmm. and so what it does it really changes the hormonal environment in your body to prevent pregnancy right mm-hmm. so it um, tries to prevent ovulation but also because of the really high dose of the hormone Mm-hmm. And ovulation is the egg coming out, mm-hmm. right? And because of the really high dose of the hormone, it also makes, you know, the lining inside. When when you get pregnant, when now the sperm and the egg meet, mm-hmm. like it has to come and find a very nice soft lining mm-hmm. so that what we can say pregnancy is now, you know, established or embedding mm-hmm. inside yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like it's getting in, in a shika. Mm-hmm. So basically it makes that uh, environment quite hostile so that there would be no chance of implantation. And that's why, you know, you you have that window period yeah. for when you're supposed to take it, preferably in the first 72 mm. hours. Uh. However, there's usually that extension of up to like five days. But the longer you stay from mm. the time that you had sex yeah. to when you take it, then the higher the chances that it would fail. Something uh. else on on <laughs> emergency pill. Trazitanga P2. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pito, yeah. Is that I heard that if you have sex during your when you're ovulating, like during your ovulation window, yeah, which for me is like, mm-hmm. yeah, which is, which is like I think five to six days mm. for me, ovulation two days before and two days after, mm. something like that, that it won't work. No. That's not true. So that's that's a lie. Okay. Um, so ideally, actually, you know, if you were to look at your cycle, yeah, what you're calling the fertility window, mm. it's really about five days mm. in a month, and typically it's actually the day of ovulation, mm-hmm. and then the two days before, just before it. Actually, it's from. Because what happens mm-hmm. is that the egg on the day of ovulation, it comes out and literally it stays in your tract. That's the capacity to get pregnant. Yeah. It stays in there for 12 to 24 hours. Uh-huh. Right? So that's the only time in a month that you can, you can get pregnant. 12 to 24 yeah. hours. So if you knew it, like if you if you could have like... If you knew if when, able to look when that's yourself 12 to 24 yes. hours. Exactly. Then you would be able to stay away from sex for that yeah. period of time. However... The reason why we have that fertility window is that sperm can stay alive inside you for three days. So mm-hmm. if you have sex, like, you know, mm-hmm. three and yeah. for some people, even they say up to that five days. So that's why we have that period of time. Oh. But if you have sex in those days and you still have the sperm alive inside mm-hmm. you and the egg comes down and in those Ooh. hours it meets the sperm, then you can get pregnant. Literally, wow. so you're telling me there's... So from, from, from six the, days from in the a month that you could get pregnant, yes. <laughs> No, like oh. apart from the sperm being alive, yeah. it's only those 12, 12 to, to 24 hours, hours for you that you could for get me. pregnant. Yes, but this sperm, but this sperm because they come and then they chill. <laughs> and, and they exactly. So they can days. stay there for that long. And so that's why, I mean, that is not a true statement, the one about yeah. the P2 pill, because mm-hmm. I mean, the point is if you have sex and 
you know, it's in that window. That is actually when you're supposed to actually use the P2. Because ah. if you've had sex in the yeah. fertile window, yeah. that's the chances Literally, of that you, is when you're supposed yes, to take the that's P2. The chances of you getting pregnant are highest. That's when the P2 is supposed to be taken, right? Ah. And you know that's debunking a very big myth. <laughs> For, like, usually I have like a light bulb. Because I was like, if I have sex when I'm clearly ovulating that that day from my app in Inasema, mm. then I would feel like I don't even need to take P2 because I've already conceived, so then I should look for other you options. You need to take it. That's when you All need to I take see. it, actually. Other and I think, so, I think, and I've told people this, and people have told me this, <laughs> wow. and it's, uh, it's, oh my it's God. It's what people know it's as is, yeah? I swear. No, so that's actually when it's most useful because the goal of P2 is to try and uh, prevent that ovulation from yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're like in that window where mm-hmm. you're likely to ovulate. And the thing is, you don't ovulate the same day every month. Uh, That's why, you know, you mentioned oh. your cycle. Mm-hmm. You said like 25, 25 days, to but 30, sometimes yeah. it can move, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that you get your period 14 days after you ovulate. So in the month that you get it on day 25, you ovulated on day 11, right? Ah. The month that you get on day 28, you're related on day 14. Oh. So you see this day is shifting, yeah. right? Mm. And so that's why sometimes, and but I mean more or less, if now you're it's, it's regular, then somewhere within that fertility window, that mm. period that we're talking about, those six days, that's probably when you will ovulate, right? So yeah. it's always important to have a tracker, a period tracker, mm. so that you know, if you're going to need an E-pill, a P2, then you are able to, like, see when was your fertile window yeah. and did you have sex in that window. And so it then makes sense to use it. However, mm-hmm. to get back to you, yeah. it's a very high dose of the hormone, right? Mm-hmm. So it literally shocks your body. And mm-hmm. for most people who've used it, I mean, first there's the usual side effects. You may get a bit of nausea. Yeah. You may get a bit of vomiting. By the way, if you vomit it, like, within two hours of taking it, uh, take another one. please take another one, right? <laughs> However... <laughs> um, you don't really want to expose your body to this hormonal mm. environment for long. It can cause irregular bleeding. Um, it can, you know, really just affect your body hormonal status. Yeah. Yeah. So it's recommended that if you see yourself using P2, actually, typically, I think most people say, yeah, you shouldn't use it more than once a year. But, mm. you know, if you use it like you haven't used it more than three times a year, then that means you probably need a contraceptive. Ah. Something long term, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then about the IUD. Yeah, I mean, it's um, not a very comfortable procedure. Mm. However, I mean, again, pain threshold varies from person (laughs) to person, (laughs) right? (laughs) And typically you'd find like if before there used to be this myth that you can't use an IUD and an IUD is intrauterine device. So it's Mm. a coil, it's also known as a coil, what you put inside the uterus. Mm. But if you, you'd you'd hear that people say, yeah, if you've never given birth, you You, can't use it, right? And so for many uh people who hadn't given birth or who are giving birth via CS because it was like assumed that you give birth naturally mm. um, then that's the only candidate who can use it but that's not true because what happens is that it has to go through what's called the cervix the lower mm. part of the uterus mm. for someone who's given birth this cervix has been through labor so it's yeah. opened up so mm. it's, also it's bit, easier yeah it's easier so it the discomfort usually comes in when now this cervix has to sort of this thing has to pass through your cervix oh. however there's medication that we can give mm-hmm. to try and help the cervix to start opening up mm. right and so typically if you have never delivered vaginally and you would like to have an IUD because you know for example the copper IUD is the only method that doesn't have hormones and yeah. some people have used hormonal methods and they've had all those side yeah. effects yeah. that you talked about yeah. right mm-hmm. so you would want to try something that is long term because mm. you know it can give you even up to 
10 years. Ten years. Yes. Mm. And I mean, you don't want to think about it, right? So yeah. you can mm. actually use it. Um, you just need to speak to your gynae. And I mean, we always give like pain medication mm-hmm. and something to make you less anxious before you, you have it. it. And then, you know, we do it. So it is possible to do it. Pain threshold is different. You may find one person who's had it put in and do it. And like, I felt up, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's the next person like, who's like, it was hell. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And uh, like for me, I would want to get the IUD because of the long term thing. Like I don't want to be thinking about contraception. If if you can just be like one thing, you may find you can then I'll think about getting it out when I'm thirty two. I'd be very happy. Yeah, and it's very and, and so that's why we have what we call the long term reversible yeah. methods. Mm-hmm. Um and so the two. So it's a coil, mm-hmm. so the IUD and so typically there are also two types of uh, IUD. IUD. So there's mm-hmm. hormonal mm-hmm. and non hormonal. Mm-hmm. The one that's been most prominently used is the non hormonal one, the one that goes up to ten years. And then we have the hormonal ones, the progesterone hormones. Mm-hmm. Uh Mirena is the commonest in the market. Uh but there are several others which have come up recently. And so typically they are usually for five years but mm. some of them are now going all the way to seven years and I mean they are great like something like the Mirena for example if someone has fibroids they have heavy bleeding someone has endometriosis mm. these are methods that you can actually use not only for contraceptive but to also sort out your other symptoms ah. so it's something that has uh, you know multiple benefits right mm-hmm. and then if you're not interested in something going inside your uterus <laughs> you can always have um, what is called the implant and so the implant is put in your yeah. upper arm it is mm-hmm. hormonal Mm-hmm. And so you find that, I mean, yes, there could be some side effects, the hormonal ones. But again, it's not mandatory that you mm-hmm. get them. That's true, also true, the other thing true. that people don't realize. And so there's one for three years, mm-hmm. which is called Implanon. And then the one for five years is known as Jadel. So oh. it's a rod. It's put in your upper arm. And yeah, you don't have to think about it. Like you literally, just, it's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the IUD, I've had... Hey, hey. Some men say that. They can feel the strings, so it's uncomfortable for them mm-hmm. when they're having sex. They can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So ideally, they shouldn't feel it. And so it's a function of now, one, how are the strings cut? Were they yeah. cut short mm-hmm. enough, right? Um, and if your man says he's feeling the strings, then you need to go back to your gynae and have them just assess. Sometimes they were not feeling it, and then they suddenly start saying, feel hey, it. I'm mm-hmm. feeling it, right? Yeah. And so that could be a sign that the IUD has moved, right? Oh. And so it's ah. coming closer down. And so you actually need to get assessed because if the IUD is not in the right place, mm-hmm. then chances of it failing are higher. And so you need to actually get assessed. Wow, and that was my other thing, that it shifts. Yeah. It can move. Typically, the most common is in the first three months of being put ah. in. Because this is something foreign. Yeah, you put it to your body. Yeah. So your body's like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, what's, who put you in here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And every month you shed your inner lining, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when you're having that lining coming out, then because, you know, with the traditional copper IUD, mm-hmm. you it doesn't stop ovulation, yeah. right? It just... It just what it prevents. does is creates an environment that's really, really toxic. So when the sperm get in there, they die. That's how, wow. how it works. So mm. the egg will come out every month. You will still be shedding that lining. Mm. And so when you're shedding that lining, your body's like contracted and trying to get rid of everything inside the oh, uterus. Uh-huh. And so in the first three months is when it's commonest. Mm-hmm. However, it's always important to have a scan done. Like after you've had it put in within the first three months, you should have a scan. Ideally, even after just having it inserted check like is it okay mm-hmm. but okay, especially yeah. after you had a period um you need to have it checked so oh, that you just confirm it's, it's there yeah 
and if you get pregnant and you have the IUD and it shifted like Jesus it's a baby safe yeah so first if you get pregnant so you miss your period right yeah. and you have an IUD um first things first i mean that's scary that wasn't it's expected scary, right yeah. and then the second thing is what you've asked and yeah. is the baby safe mm-hmm. so first thing is that and this is really a myth also that's been out there and maybe to explain it that when you have this coil inside your uterus mm. what it does is create a very horrible environment mm. right so when you get pregnant pregnancy happens in the tubes going back to biology uh-huh. right yeah. and so the egg and the sperm meet there and then it then tracks down this mm-hmm. little embryo comes and now implants in the uterus but mm-hmm. if you get pregnant and you have a coil then there's a chance that this pregnancy can just remain in the tubes because this environment down there is not good wow. right so there has been this myth that if you put a coil you'll get an ectopic pregnancy yeah no that's not true if you put a coil chances of falling pregnant as in the success rate of a coil is 99% yes. so only one in 100 women mm-hmm. will actually have the risk of getting pregnant because what the coil does is prevent pregnancy all pregnancies normal mm-hmm. pregnancy ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. but if you do fall pregnant mm-hmm. with a coil in there then there is a likelihood a higher chance that yeah. the pregnancy could be in the tube in the what tubes. we call the ectopic pregnancy mm-hmm. so first things first you need to confirm like where is this pregnancy yeah. so that's usually done by your gynae you'd go in probably have a scan done and then as to whether the baby is safe mm-hmm. most of the time um, they are okay yeah. and people do carry pregnancies all the way uh, to term and babies come out not <laughs> 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 to that coil <laughs> Got you. But um, there are also chances that sometimes you may lose the pregnancy. You may have a miscarriage. You may have a preterm uh, delivery. So it's really a pregnancy that's watched quite closely. Mm. But yeah, so it's just really a function of where is this pregnancy. But uh-huh. wow. yeah. And you just need to know the signs of it moving, right? Like mm. if your man says, your man hey, says I can, feel, I can feel this thing. And then sometimes you have like, because what the coil would do in some ladies so in just maybe get into the side effects I know we haven't talked about that but yeah. these are the things that now people need to know before you use a method like when you're going to ask your gynae mm. about methods you should go through all the methods and the possible side effects remembering that you don't need to get all of them but just know that they're there but one of the commonest things that happen with the traditional coil is that it makes your period heavier yeah so if you have like very heavy periods may not be the method for you mm. um but then if you and then also more cramping so if you have like a cycle that you bleed like mm. crazy don't do it then maybe you may not want to use that but mm. if you're using the coil and then you get like some sudden very very heavy bleeding then you may want to just go get checked and then maybe after that your man says i'm feeling the string mm. you know it's shifted it may have moved so mm. yeah Wow, our bodies are really <laughs> yeah. different. Oh, a lot. They are. Uh, thank you for listening to this conversation. This is the first installment or the first part of the contraception conversation. The second one will be coming next week, so do tune in for that. Just a recap on what we've discussed. We've talked about the need for contraception, especially if you're having sex. We've talked about several contraception methods that are available out there, such as condoms, emergency contraception that is popularly known as P2, the coil, the intrauterine device, and the implant. Due to in next week, we're going to have Dr. Lorraine share about other contraceptive methods that are available to girls and young women out there, like the pill. So please subscribe to Chinyambuyo Podcast. Show on your network so we can grow our audience and so we can be able to reach more girls and young women.
The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or any other affiliate organizations. <laughs>